Why did Pentecost have to happen? Why did Jesus say in Acts 1 verse 4, Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. It is easy for us to encounter the Holy Spirit and take him into our independent lives, calling upon him only really when we need him, living life almost with the attitude of, I can do it on my own, I've got this, I've got this life. But these are words that are later said in Acts 1 verse 8. Jesus continues to say, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. We are called to bear witness. Or in Luke 21 verse 13, it says, and so you will bear testimony to me. So in this talk, I am going to highlight five points, share five points to help us understand bearing testimony. So I encourage you, if you've got a notebook, get your notebook out now, because I'm only going to say these points once before moving on. Point number one. The power of our testimony does not come from us, but the Holy Spirit. So let him speak. This is the first and foremost. This is the most important of all points. There's a bit of controversy, as we see in, in Luke 21, as to whether we should actually prepare our testimonies or, or we should let it flow. But my personal conviction is that actually do whatever you believe honours God. And that may be different. Your practice may be different from mine. But I love that in Revelation 19 verse 10, it says, Worship God, for, for it is the spirit of prophecy who bears testimony to Jesus. You see, our testimony, the words that we say, even of, of, of God and, and the work that he has done in our lives, are powerless unless they are anointed by the Holy Spirit. Point number two, testimony does not, necess does not necessarily mean our life story. Yes, there is power in sharing the, the journey that we that each of us go on from death in sin to life in Jesus. And it has such power for other people as well. I remember uh, I was on I was sat on a college bus waiting to go home. Uh, the, the sixth form college that I went to was about an hour journey from where I lived. And uh, the, a lad came on and sat next to me and we had a mutual friend in common. Uh, they were in the same band together. And I said to him, I, God just spoke to me. He just said, share your life, share your testimony with him. And so I said to him, 
oh hi i think we've got i think we've got mutual friends yeah brad yeah he's a christian what do you think about that and he's like oh i I don't know really um and i said well let me tell you about what god has done in my life and so i told him all the way from birth growing up in a christian family all that god has god had done um and an hour later at the end of the bus journey we got off the bus and i just thought there was kind of a, an awkward silence between us and i thought oh no he hates me and he said hey do, do you have time to go to a coffee shop I, I'd, I'd love to hear more about jesus i was like yeah okay so so we go to a coffee shop together we hear a bit more i share a bit more of my testimony and he says can i can i know jesus as well and so together we, we he he kind of prays and uh, prays and allows god to enter his life and it was an amazing story of what god did i just had i really had no idea of, of what god wanted to do all he said was share your life story share your testimony but but strong a famous theologian who loves uh, words looking at words in the bible actually tra- translates a testimony he sort of defines it as that as this that they might have proof it's it's not just our life story but we are proving through ourselves through our personal experience that jesus was who he says he was And what I love as well is that testimony, nobody can deny it. That comes with a great deal of responsibility. We have to honour that power and not abuse it with anything, any sensationalising um, or false stories. Point number three, we don't need to be sinless to bear testimony. In his book, uh, My Father, Maker of the Trees, this is a difficult name coming up. The author is called Eric Irivuzu Mugabe. He was a survivor of the Rwandan genocide. He writes this. The Gospels are full of testimonies of God's power from eyewitnesses who saw Jesus heal the sick and raise the dead. When the blind man received sight, he went and told others. When the Samaritan woman received living water from Jesus, she went back to tell what to tell what happened to her. And many of the Samaritans from that town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. Revelation 12 verse 11 says, we overcome the evil one by the word of our testimony. When orphan, when the orphans tell they experience God's power at work in them. When others hear, their faith is strengthened. When we gather to when we gather to share our stories, I know the devil runs out out the door with the smallest, weakest. Sorry, when the smallest, weakest orphan stands up to attest the goodness of God, we are all working progresses none of us are sinless if we waited to be sinless to share 
testimony of what God is doing, we would be waiting and waiting and waiting and nobody would share it, be sharing their testimonies. Point number four. We don't need a dramatic testimony. It gets on my nerves when I hear Christians share, oh, you know, I don't. I don't have that dramatic testimony where I was, you know, I was addicted to drugs and X, Y and Z. And then Jesus came into life and I had a radical transformation. I don't have that. So I don't tend to share my testimony. That's a lie. It's a lie from Satan. It's a lie that Satan wields against the kingdom of God, against your voice, against our voices. And I want to encourage you as well, if you feel like your testimony isn't perhaps dramatic or exciting, I'd encourage you take that to God and be bold. Ask him for boldness in your faith. Ask him for boldness to share faith, to take risks. And then, boy, will your testimony be awesome and fruitful and powerful. Finally, Point number five, we are called to bear witness, even in the face of persecution. I don't know about you, I wonder if you sort of read about the disciples and the apostles and read about the the persecutions they faced and think, man, that's that's not relevant to me. That was 2000 years ago. That's not relevant today. Let me read you a bit from 2 Corinthians 11, verse 24 to 28. It highlights the persecutions and the trials that Paul went through. It says this amazing passage. It says, five times I received from the Jews the 40 lashes minus one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was pelted with stones. Three times I was shipwrecked. I spent a night and a day in the open sea. I have been constantly on the move. I've been in danger from rivers, in danger from bandits, in danger from my fellow Jews, in danger from Gentiles, in danger in the city, in danger in the country, in danger at sea and in danger from false believers. I have laboured and toiled and have often gone without sleep. I have, I have known hunger and thirst and often gone without food. I have been cold and naked. Besides everything else, I face daily the pressure of my concern for all the churches. Jesus warns us numerous times of the state of the world in which we will be living. I wonder how constrained you feel, how constrained we feel to share our testimony in our workplace with our family, with our friends. Puts it into perspective, doesn't it? You see, we at St John's, we call ourselves a missional church. Why? Because we believe at the very least that we're called to live with an essence of radicality. Because we believe we're called to live at the very least with an essence of radicality. 
So I wanted to finish with a prayer that Fran and I went through a season of praying every day to commit ourselves as witnesses to God. I would encourage you not to take this lightly, but take it to God. Discern with God whether you're ready to pray this prayer. This is John Wesley's covenantal prayer. I am no longer my own, but yours. Put me to what you will. Rank me with whom you will. Put me to doing. Put me to suffering. Let me be employed for you or laid aside for you. Exalted for you or brought low for you. Let me be full. Let me be empty. Let me have all things. Let me have nothing. I freely and wholeheartedly yield all things to your pleasure and disposal. And now, glorious and blessed God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit, you are mine and I am yours. So be it. And the covenant now made on earth, let it be ratified in heaven. Amen.